Domus, Gnosis, La Papessa, the High Priestess. Hello everyone and welcome to Tarot Esoterica Episode 10. My name is Laurel and I'm branded online as Logoracular. This podcast series is just me talking about basic occult symbolism and metaphysical philosophy with tarot cards in mind. Today's episode is some commentary on Chapter 2 of the New Translation of Doctrine and Ritual of High Magic. Levi begins the chapter with the statement, Science is the complete and absolute possession of the truth. He starts articulating the idea that the word science expresses awareness and expresses the verb to know. By comparison, he describes the word gnosis as knowledge gained by insight and intuition. Science, according to Levi, is the first privilege of divinity, which the ancient sages were fearful to assert. And the science, the knowledge, that Levi begins to share in this chapter is the concept of polarity, which he calls duality, and polarity being integral to all things, either manifested or simply conceptual. He explains that the knowing subject must have the knowing object in order to be a subject at all. Now, Levi starts pulling up some biblical imagery and invests a lot of energy using Adam, Eve, and man, women, as his core metaphors for talking about polarity in this chapter. These days, we'd call his language painfully sexist. But back in the 1860s, it was sincerely inspired by the radical feminism of the day. If he was alive today, I am sure Levi would phrase a lot of things very differently. He had the best of intentions, so I cut him a lot of slack. Tucked into the beginning of this chapter is Levi's enthusiasm for the binary principle and how the sacred two of male plus female becomes the sacred three of thesis, antithesis, synthesis, and the metaphor of the four elements and that these things are the key to all numbers all movements, all forms. To Levi, Aleph, A, is one, and masculine, and the principle. Beth, B, is two, and feminine, and the verb. The two columns in the temple of Solomon, Boaz, and Joachim were brought up with Boaz representing the masculine unity of the one, and Joachim representing the feminine binary of the two. He even mentions Fu Shui, the Chinese folk hero attributed with creating the eight trigrams, and says that in the Chinese trigram system, unity, Aleph, is the straight line of Yang, and duality, Beth, is the broken line of Yin. Levi also articulates the concept of polarity as active and passive principles. He depicts Yang, the active principle, as the initiator, which ties into the magician card nicely for him. He depicts yin, the passive principle, as the consolidator, which he likewise saw as a good metaphor for the high priestess. Strip away Levi's focus on biological maleness and biological femaleness as just the language of his time, not ours. Apply more modern language, and you don't lose the message itself that Levi's trying to convey in this chapter, which is that there are two fundamental principles force and form, yin and yang, and that to recognize them and their polarity, this is knowledge. And then wisdom, opposed to knowledge, is the consolation and union of the two back into the zero outside of our human kenning or the creation of the sacred tetrad. 
to, quote, Levi directly, Wisdom is the revolutionary energy softened and tamed by the gentleness of order and peace. It is pride subdued by love. It is science recognizing the inspirations of faith. He goes on to provide lots of other examples of archetypal polarity and duality and includes the caduceus of Hermanubis, who is a Hellenistic god hybrid of Hermes and Anubis. He also mentions two sphinxes drawing Osiris's chariot and two seraphim, one black, one white, which are themes that play out heavily in esoteric tarot and Western occult philosophy. Pages and pages are spent in this chapter describing the various ways the concept of polar opposition plays out in diverse physical phenomenon, religions, and philosophies. Towards the end of the chapter, Levi says that the hieratic or ancient and sacred mysteries of polarity, there is one mystery that cannot be revealed. This secret of duality is symbolized by the tree of knowledge of good and evil, he says, and that even if it was revealed, it would be misunderstood and would lead to people just giving up their free will. I let everyone have their own thoughts about that topic of there being one unrevealable secret. Levi leaves off that topic to start to describe the way he imagines the second major arcana to look like and offers two different concepts, the first of which is probably recognizable to you. A high priestess with the horns of Isis, head veiled with an open book which she partially hides under her cloak. The high priestess comes up again in chapter 22, the book of Hermes, as the second major arcana, and he describes a woman crowned with a tiara, having the horns of the moon or Isis, her head surrounded by a veil, the solar cross on her chest, and holding on her knees a book which she hides with her coat. He associates with this card the concepts of the house of God and man, the sanctuary, the law, gnosis, the Kabbalah, the occult tradition, the binary, woman, and mother. In the Worth Tarot, the book in La Pepesse's hands has the Taiji Zhu, the yin-yang symbol upon it. The pillar to the figures right, their right, is red and likewise is their outer cloak. The pillar to the figures left is blue and likewise their robe is blue underneath their cloak. The figure is holding a large key in their left hand, and Levi talks quite a bit throughout this book of the tarot being the keys of wisdom, a phrase that is adopted by the esoteric tarot tradition quite a bit. Consider this in the context of Levi's definition of wisdom as the consolation and union of the binary principles, and you get a hint into how tarot works as a tool of mental or spiritual alchemy. And this is the end of this week's episode of Tarot Esoterica. Next time, we move on to Chapter 3, The Triangle of Solomon, and The Celestial Mother, The Empress. If you really like Tarot Esoterica so far, please let me know and spread that praise on your social media. I don't accept clients for readings at this time, and everything I write is free to read and even borrow as long as you attribute me as the original author. My website is theloracular.com, and I frequent both the Cult of Tarot Forum and the Tarot Me Tarot Forum. You can also catch me on Twitter at tloracular.com, but I am unapologetically political over there. Until next time, bring new balance and harmony into yourself and your environment. 
May the world do good unto you, and may you do good unto the world.